Welcome everyone and live from Harrison County show designed to help you change your state. I'm Amy Haberbosch Wilson, Executive Director of the Harrison Economic Development Corporation and Healthy Harrison Vice President. And today my co-host is our Healthy Harrison President of the Board and local healthcare attorney, Brock Malcolm. Welcome, Brock. Thanks, Amy. Our podcast today is brought to you by WVU Medicine, UHC, WVU, The State Journal, WestVNews.com, and Interaction Media. We're streaming this program live on the Healthy Harrison Facebook page, as well as the statewide distribution network of our media partner, WVUNews.com. Every week at this time, we chat with individuals who are focused on the mission of Healthy Harrison, fostering measurable improvement to the health and well-being of the citizens in North Central West Virginia. Today, we're gearing up for the Shinston Annual Turkey Trot, and we want to welcome Jason and Stacia Talkington. Welcome. Hi, Hi. how are you? Doing well. How are you guys? Good. Good, thank you. Well, we're just going to jump right into it. Um, before we get into the details of the race itself, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I have been married for 20 years, and um, we I started running after my second child, and so then I did a couch to 5K, and that's kind of how we got started with the Shinson Turkey Trot. We are from Shinson, West Virginia, but currently we live near Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and um, I part-time practice dental hygiene, and I am a mom of four. Yeah, and like she said, we're both Harrison County natives, and um, uh, we started the turkey trot in 2009 after Stacia was on a running high and looking to uh, go to a turkey trot locally back home, and at that time, there, there so it was kind of cool. She was hunting for one, and there, so her mom suggested we just do one at the rail trail, do it ourselves, and we did it. And uh, with about two weeks notice, just on social media, basically Facebook at the time, uh, 55 people showed up and it was kind of cool. And it was uh, basically that was the start of the turkey trot. And I know the fundraising efforts are for the Marie Gaston 4-H Scholarship Fund. So um, tell us about Marie. So Marie was a graduate of, she's actually my cousin and she was a graduate of 1990 Lincoln High School and uh, uh, just a well-rounded, you know, looking back, she was three years older than me, but looking back now being a parent, she was like the dream child. You know, she was class president, you know, active in student body. She was at West Virginia Wesleyan and she was uh, uh, tragically killed in a car accident in 1992. So, uh, and she was a huge 4-H'er. She was state level. She was in line to be chief of her tribe at, at, at state camp. And anyone that's familiar with the state camps and 4-H camp in general knows that's a, a crazy high honor. That's about as high level as you can get. Um, she was an all-star and all these things. And Stacia and I started attending camp again as counselors in 2007. And initially we decided to, as a family, just collect enough money to give away uh, money for a scholarship for a kid to return to camp the following year, just a camp scholarship. And now it's evolved into uh, what it is today, which is uh, way more than that. That's great. Brock, I didn't want to. No, no, no. I, I just uh, was listening. I think I froze uh, there. Uh, uh, so why don't you talk a little bit about, about how the scholarships work? I, I know that you are now that you've developed to um, where you're offering two full-time camp scholarships to, to well-deserved campers. Is that right? Yeah, so we actually were able to get through the blessing of um, family because it's very expensive to become a nonprofit. And so um, some of our family members 
thought, hey, I think I can do this paperwork for you. And they did. And so we became a nonprofit. Uh, we've been blessed with just having people in the right spots at the right time to really make this come to fruition. So um, we are a nonprofit. And then we've also um, partnered with West Virginia University Foundation. And um, we're granted in with them. Like, um, there's yeah, we have an endowment. Endowment with WVU, yeah. sorry. And so, you know, even if the, we don't fund the Turkey Trot anymore, we don't fund Marie Scholarship anymore, it will still be funded through the West Virginia University Endowment. So um, that Which is, is very cool. Yeah, it's a lifelong scholarship now for, for, for H-related purposes, not not college scholarships. We don't, someone mistook that or misunderstood that one time. But, um, but Brock, sorry, back to your question. Yeah, initially it was given out to a full scholarship to kids. But now we give out probably about, uh, not probably, we give out 10 uh, partial scholarships to both young and older camps. Then we give out uh, two full scholarships in both younger and older uh, camp. But uh, how we've grown and evolved on top of that, whereas before the initial, it was just given to Harrison County campers and that's who benefited from it. But Jackson's Mill being the state camp, uh, over the years as the Turkey Trout has been successful, we've been able to make purchases that serve at 4-H camp at Jackson's Mill for every camp. And that's every state camp that comes through there. I don't know if Boys State and Girls State. Boys State is still there. Still there. State so there. every kid across the, the state that comes to uh, state camp at Jackson's Mill is now benefiting from this scholarship, whether it be directly or indirectly. Um, uh, there's a permanent concrete ping pong table that was put in about four years ago. It's really cool. We have something called Gaga Ball Courts at, or both at Younger and Order a lot of recreational activities that we bought and um it's been cool that everyone is you know you see kids being highly active now for a week as opposed to years before we didn't have all that rec we had things to do but not every kid wants to shoot basketball for two hours but a lot of kids will sit there and play ping pong in the shade for two hours when they got time to kill us now two weeks ago uh we introduced amy to pickleball what is gaga ball <laughs> yeah yeah so do you say what is gaga ball or yeah what's gaga ball <laughs> So it's like Israeli dodgeball is what I yeah. read on Google. I had seen it at a um, church um, women's retreat that I went to. I saw this, I don't know, it looks, it's like three wooden boards up and it's shaped sort of octagon shape. And, uh, and uh, my friend is a gym teacher and she told me, oh, that's Gaga ball. So it's sort of a pit that you get into with walls and you hit the ball and it has to bounce once and whoever it hits is out. So the cool thing about Gaga ball is you don't have to be the most athletic person to win or the fastest person to win. Everyone can play and is basically on equal. Um, so, and it, it moves very fast, right? So you, uh, their kid, the last kid standing wins and it moves quickly. And so kids, kids love it and um, they don't feel like they have to be super athletic to play. They get very involved. And we also purchased nine square in the air, which is sort of like four square, but nine squares in the air. And so um, again, that's another thing where kids, it moves very quickly. Kids don't feel like they have to be, you know, the big 10 athlete of the year to uh, play. And so that's been really cool to see kids get involved during our rec time at 4-H camp yeah, using the money that we make at the Turkey Trot. And if you haven't seen Gaga Ball in action, it's worth the trip to see it with a group of kids because it can get vicious. It's like UFC in a pit because you put all these kids in the octagon and they're enclosed and, you know, no kid likes to get out. So you got to be watching because if the ball hits you in any form, you're out, but then it's just a live ball. No one's on teams. Everybody, every man for themselves. It's like the old 
WWF wrestling, where it was the 20 guys in the ring, the last guy get thrown out wins. That's how it is, basically. But with a ball. It feels like a lot of fun. It is. is. I mean, we play it. What's that? Adults as well. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a big thing. The last night of camp, we have a counselors versus campers. And it's a big pride thing. You know, of course, everyone accuses, well, you got hit. You you know, there's, but it's a big thing. The campers love it. I mean, uh, but yeah, we play it as I get in there with the kids all week long. And um, it's a, yeah, you you can't get kids out. But at night now, we have lights we put up. So after the uh, campfires at camp every, every night, kids swarm to that place we get the lights up and they play it till you got to run them out you got to say guys it's bedtime and the cool thing that we saw with this it started in we started going to camp in 2009 seven uh, 2007 Mm -hmm. so we felt like the rec areas were kind of lacking and some of it was because there weren't necessarily volunteers to staff it or but when we started to bring some of these things in then even the adults got involved and then the younger kids went to older camp and they had been so active at younger camp with these activities. They wanted them at older camp. Also, we had kind of geared our rec stuff toward kids, you know, the younger kids, because that's who plays, but the older kids now that in younger camp, they had that experience. They wanted older camp. So we've now seen this influx of, of recreation in older camp too, which has been cool, you know, before they were kind of sitting around the porch, not that you can't play board games, but, you know, playing board games or on their phones or whatever, now that they are act very active during rec time and in the mornings before breakfast out there playing nine square and gaga. And um, that's been very cool also to see it kind of transition from not just the younger kids, you know, playing and working out their energy, but to the older kids um, being active during rec time also. Well, it's such an important thing for adults too, though, to have fun when they're exercising, you know, and not just be one more chore that they have to do during the day. So getting sort of that spirit that you had when you were a kid is, uh, it goes a long way toward motivating people to get fit. Right. Yeah. Along the line with the healthy Harrison goals that we have. (laughs) Well, and something, I don't know um, if we'll touch on this, but one of the four H's is the health H. And so that was important to us. Um, not only does the turkey trot, you know, in the hands and the service part of 4-H, but also promotes the health part of 4-H, um, getting the community active, um, giving them a goal to set that, hey, we have six weeks to the turkey trot, you know, I'm training for this 5K, um, that type of thing. So that's another um, cool thing about the turkey trot and being involved with 4-H. Go ahead and explain a little bit more about the goals. You've got short-term goals, the long-term, and this is a lot of planning for the two of you, I'm sure. To prepare those are the short-term goals for the 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 race itself what are some of the long-term goals for this foundation do you want to answer that or? well i'll and then if there's anything else okay. okay short-term goals is just every year to convince people to come out on thanksgiving morning because this is this is where i say we cash in all our chips on one bet this is our only fundraiser unless some rich retiree wants to say here's a million dollars this is it this is all we do so it's been successful. We try to grow it every year, but we have to convince people to please sign up. And we, we do, uh, you know, heavy promotions with like even this, you guys, this is great exposure and um, just getting people to sign up. And then, you know, through sponsorships, through other local businesses and, and things. So our short-term goal was to grow this in number and keep it going. Uh, our long-term goal, I would say, was to be after we're gone that, there's enough money raised and through the endowment that every year a check can be written to Harrison County 4-H to support 
the youth that every year these scholarships will, well, they'll all, they're, it's already there financially to the point where they'll be there that we can still make these purchases. Because um, one thing we didn't discuss about with the scholarship is what, what Station Eyes is, we organize it and are in charge of it, the, the nonprofit part of it and where the money goes. Um, we look at what we think might be the weak parts, weak parts of camp. And in the last few years, I would say just every kid, you know, they want to play, but we have an assembly every day. And sometimes that can be kind of a little boring, even as an adult. I mean, just let's be honest, and the staff or volunteers will probably agree, and the campers will definitely agree. So with this money, we felt we had really wrecked the place out in regards to all the rec equipment we were buying. We thought, what we could we do better? And we have brought in, uh, this guy was named Brooks Gibbs. He was an anti-bullying youth culture expert, and we paid to have him flown in, and he came and spoke. And um he, this was something that really took the assembly, you know, it was only for one day, but he took it up a notch to where it really raised the bar into what assemblies could be. And in the last couple of years, we've had some booked, but with camp being canceled the last two years, but this year we've already booked a guy that we've had scheduled for the last two years. And again, he's a nationally uh, sought out speaker that and we're having him brought in, flying in. And, and he, his discussion is um, to kids and youth is, is basically being smarter than how to safely, how to more uh, make better choices using your smartphone, how to, in today's world with social medias and stuff. And then what's cool is even afterwards, after camp, he's doing a parent workshop in the evening at a local facility. We haven't confirmed or booked where that will be, but just that's something that, that I'd say early on, we didn't see that the scholarship might be able to do, but the exciting thing of bringing in someone that's a national speaker to our camp where kids right in our hometown where we grew up, can benefit and what's cool is the the guy that spoke a few years, three years ago when we had camp last uh i had a parent come up to me afterwards telling her that they had taken their kid you know he'd been to a couple of therapists and that this really hit him in a way that therapists weren't reaching him i thought that that was worth every cent every every penny sure. right there made it worth it so that's something we're really trying to evolve and, and get these assemblies and uh, tr work with the staff at Harrison County through 4-H of where we might utilize this money better. And another uh, thing on our first day of camp, we would tell kids registration starts at five and we had like a cheese stick and something like for snack. And, and I mean, I was going to bed hungry. you going through the kids' candy bags they snuck in and taking whatever they'd give me. So about four years ago on the first night, we provide the first meal, you know, Abrazino's give us pepperoni rolls, we have fruit, water, snacks, a, a full meal that's provided by the scholarship to that first night, which wasn't there before. And you had kids going to bed with, you know. Well, they're already a little bit homesick. You know, a lot yeah. of them have left their parents for the first time. And then you're homesick or, you know, you, you miss your parents. It's the first night and then you're kind of hungry. So then what, ha you know, then you start crying and then your belly hurts. So, um, you know, going to bed with a nice full stomach is uh and, and, you know, a lot of these kids, you know, might not have had lunch before they got there. You know, we don't know. They come from all types of backgrounds. So that is also, you know, that's been another thing that we've been able to provide is the first night's meal. And like Jason said, you know, now that we're able to even be reaching parents in the community is something that we never really saw this scholarship doing. So that'll be a cool thing for this summer. And we'll get back with you with details of where um, his name is Jonathan McKee will be mm -hmm. speaking um, locally. That's great. Great concept. Great, great mission. Real quick, um, a commercial, we'll do a commercial break, a podcast brought to you by WVU Medicine, UHC, WVU, The State Journal, WestVNews.com, and Interaction Media. 
We're talking today with Stacia and Jason Talkington on the turkey trot. Um, great information. I've got a, like a list of questions. I know we're gonna <laughs> we're short on time, but we've got um, another 20 minutes or so. Uh, this is just fascinating. I love the whole concept of this, of where the funding's going, and talking a little bit about more about the race. I know it's coming up shortly. Do you have decent signups now? Is there anything? Yeah. We so our about? goal really from the beginning is to provide a fun, family friendly you know, activity in our community to give back to our community, to give families something to do. And, you know, I'm still kind of shocked sometimes when people send us emails, this has become our favorite, you know, family tradition or our holiday tradition, or, you know, we can't wait to be, you know, be back live this year or, you know, whatever. I just never, you know, saw it being kind of what it is to people and how much it's become part of their tradition is having Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving morning. But, um, so we like to provide a fun atmosphere. We have Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus coming. We have face painters for kids. Um, we have a turkey that rides a moped um, through the street. We have DJs throughout the race course. We just really want to have a fun kind of party before the run and after the run um, to get people's holidays kicked off to do something good for their community and for themselves. And, and, and like on Tuesday and Wednesday night before the race, people can come to Jimmy's Diner in Shinston and pick up their race packets. But even the day of, you can come sign up and you can get your race packet. And so people show up early. And what's cool is, like us being out of state, there are so many, like what I would call mini reunions going on the morning of. You see people catching up that, you know, like us that had moved away and coming back for the holidays. And um, and what she mentioned, like with sand and the face painters, there's race day snacks. All that's included. No one has to come pay extra for that. That's just there for just to please come out, support, and, and just enjoy that environment of, you know, kicking your holiday off in, in style, basically. I know we love it. You guys run right past our house. Um, yeah. I'm not, I've never been in it, but I know my husband and children have. And you hear the, all the noise, the music, the bells, the, the turkeys yeah. running by. We have our turkey hats here. And, <laughs> and it's not just runners. I see a lot right. of walkers. I see a mixture. Um, really a lot of walkers. And that's another great thing is that we can utilize being in Shinson and the Shinson has the blessing of the rail trail right through it. So um, a lot of the walkers take the rail trail. We, we used to use the rail trail for everybody, but we grew so much. We aim for about a thousand runners. Um, we've, we've reached a thousand one year and it depends. It's also weather dependent if people, yeah. you know, if it's below, we'll take 2000. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, below freezing, you know, it's harder to get people than when you have a 50 degree day, but, um, but we utilize the rail trail for walkers and then the runners stay kind of on route 19 and everybody finishes on the rail trail. So, you know, we can utilize that and kind of highlight that to people who might not be in Shinson or have used the rail trail, people that are coming from different parts of the state. Um, they can see Shinston's um, best assets. And I would say we, we have runners and, and walkers of all levels. I mean, we have the guy that won it for the first eight years. He was coming in right at 16 minutes on a 5K, and that's blazing speed to me. It's not, I mean, I try to go out there and run, and I'm happy with the nine-minute mile. So imagine if he's beating me by 12 minutes on a three-mile run, that's either he's really great or I'm just that pathetic at running. So, uh, but we have people that, you know, just walk the whole race and it's cool to see that wide variety uh, of people across the board and we have young and old alike uh, we have one guy um say should tell his name he was west virginia's first all-american cross-country runner mr uh, hatfield, mr. Carl hatfield. hatfield. Wow. Carl hatfield. Yeah. yeah so he comes out every year and um i take pride in the, the only year i've gotten to run it because it's been so busy i actually beat him so i just tell people i beat west virginia's 
actually like 75 now, but I, I just tell that part. So that's good. No, that's awesome. That's good. Speaking of also race morning, we also collect foods for the Lord's oh, yeah. Pantry in Shinson. And then um, a lady out of Bridgeport had contacted us about collecting um, new or slightly used running shoes. And we, so we collect those and then she takes them and donates them to um, her cause. Yeah. And, and the last time we had one to, in 2019 when it was live, that was the first year we partnered with that lady. And it was pretty cool. And just uh, that first year in a short notice, really, we had probably about 60 pairs of shoes yeah. that were going to uh, Peru, I think. I don't know exactly. I can't I say that. I'm not sure. She had been in her country where she's from and she was in a race and she noticed everybody's running shoes and thinking how Americans, you know, use their running shoes and then they don't use them long and they get new ones and, you know, they get rid of like new shoes. And, and so she kind of saw a need for that. And so that's, she takes it from there after we bring the shoes um, to her. So that's been a cool thing to see. And then also the thing that I love about running and with Jason said, you see, you know, people from all ages and all fitness levels. And that's what I love about running. And when I started doing five K's and then I, you know, did it a couple marathons, even at the marathons, there's people of all shapes, sizes, and ages, like running is for everybody and, um, or being active is for everybody. And I love that, uh, about running and that everybody cheers everybody on. It's not just about being the winner. Um, just being on the, um, being out on the road is the, is, uh, really a blessing is satisfying. Very true. The whole concept is very cool. So you've got, it's really for anybody and everybody. I mean, if you want right. to just watch the race, you can, if you want to participate, you can, you've got all different ages. You said the wheelchairs, strollers, um, competition timing. And then with the food drive, the tennis shoe drive, this, this is great. Yeah. And you also mentioned about kids. We have a gobble wobble, which is a, a little like a 50 yard dash for kids, 10 and under, they can certainly participate in the whole 5k, but yeah. before the race, we have, um, a little Three bit of different a, age brackets. So it's like two to four, five to seven, and then eight to 10, whatever it is. That's, so, yeah, I think it's one of our next questions. Yeah. What's the gobble wobble? <laughs> so the gobble wobble is for kids to come run, get a little gift bag from Santa and, um, get their holiday season started. Oh, how cute. You know, I, I remember from, uh, I haven't run a 5k in, in several years, but I, I just remember the fellowship of those mornings and, and especially afterward when people were, uh, you know, whether you have bagels or bananas or whatever they have at the various races, you know, people standing together and, and, and obviously maybe what, two, three people come to the 5k with the intention of winning it. Right. Uh, everybody else is trying to, to just do better than they did before. Yeah, and exactly. so you know the fear that somehow you're going to fail is is really not part of that experience. It's uh, you know everybody's got their own personal record in their head that they want to try to beat, but um, people celebrate just just completing the things, and it's so much fun. And I'm yeah. sure that that, uh, that you guys experience that same spirit at the uh, Turkey Trot every year. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sure. This is over, so it starts promptly at nine. So right around, really by 10 o'clock, most people have finished that, but people still stick around because I'm thinking Thanksgiving morning, they want to jet out of there, but you'd be surprised that they just want to stay there. Like you said, they're still hanging out, eating the you know, bananas or whatever we got, the water, hot chocolate, whatever we have there. And they stick around for like the award ceremony because we have uh, medals that just came today and uh, they're for the top three finishers of each age bracket, both men and women. And um, 
so everyone likes to stick around and, and they see that and they celebrate. I mean, the, they clap, everyone comes up and gets their medals. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I, in my experience, people would finish and then they'd hang around and root people on. Some people would run yeah. back and, and run back to yeah. the finish line with people yeah. that they, you know, they came with or care about. Uh, um, I try never to get offended when people are completing the thing twice before I got done once. But uh. <laughs> well, the winners are usually running uh, ran ten miles before they get started. Uh, they're they're out there before yeah. the race starts. Um, another thing you mentioned cheering people on. We have a little place at the end of the where the finish line is, where we have noisemakers and signs to cheer people on. If you're just someone that came with um, that brought somebody to participate along. And then Amy, you also kind of to reverse a little bit. Um, we do have something for everyone. If you don't want to run, um, we have need for volunteers um, along the race route. And so just to help uh, stop traffic, cheer people on, we provide signs that have funny little sayings on them. Um, but, you know, it, it's fun. We have people from Shinston that do that every year and love it. So it, there's lots of ways to be a part of this community event besides just completing the 5k yeah and right towards Let's go into the that line. now i'm sorry go ahead jason right to like she was mentioning right at the finish line we have an area taped off with like um road id kind of things but we give people noisemakers so that last tenth of a mile that of that 3.1 where you just you know you've tapped out you've got a whole crowd with noisemakers you know horns everything and they're just screaming for you so it gives you that little boost that adrenaline rush right at the end and you know it, it's kind of cool to see everyone down there because we're just handing out noisemakers and probably the Local people with Shinston might get annoyed at that if they're within about a 200 yard radius of that spot. Sick of that. Those no, not at all. All right, good. No, it's great to hear it. Um, so where do we go? Um, somebody wants to participate. They want to sign up. They want to volunteer. What can we do to help? What can information we can put out there for them? Yeah. So um, the website shinstonturkeytrot.com. Ha, right in the center of the page has a place that says register now. So you can register on the computer. Um, at the very bottom of, has a sign up uh, button that if you want to volunteer and it'll take you to that web page to show where we have a need, what we need you to do, what times there's a need. And um, then if you want to come out, you don't want to do it online. You don't feel computer savvy. Um, you can come out to Jimmy's Diner on Tuesday or Wednesday night from five to eight. That's in Shinston. There's directions on the website and you can register in person. You can also, if you're already pre-registered, pick up your race bags and t-shirt that night and or those nights. And then you can come out race morning and register if you have not, or, you know, if you just decided you're coming into town, you're not sure if you're going to be in town and own you're coming, you can, you can make it. Um, the thing with same day registration is it does go up to $25. And that's another thing that, you know, we're a family of six and we want to provide a race that is quality, but also affordable for a family to come to on Thanksgiving morning. It's a time of year where money can be tight. And so the race fee is $20 for the turkey trot, $10 for the gobble wobble, and then race day is $25. And on top of that, uh, with your registration for the first 800 runners which we still have uh plenty of bags left for as of right now you get a, a just like any race a, what they call a swag bag and it's filled with all kinds of local coupons um uh chapsticks anything any what else is in there for right now i mean granola bars yeah. propel fitness you know just some little things for people to take home and information about the poor age and then there's a separate bag for the little kids so they have something a little bit more exciting in their back so you're walking away with with things you're not you know you're just coming here and 
you run and nothing's in your hand. So you get you get something in return with that. And if you register in time, you you have uh, the official race shirt. And one thing we do is if there are leftover shirts, which every year there has been, uh, if there's uh, we just sell them back at cost so we don't lose money. But there, are, I always say it every year is my newest favorite shirt, and this year is definitely my favorite shirt we've had. Uh, the design on everything. So he designed be, it. That's why. No, that's oh, cool. <laughs> the hot commodity. It's, it's, it's this year's go-to Christmas gift. Um, but yeah, and uh, we also have the virtual race option too. So say if you're in oh, this okay. year, we did that because of, uh, of COVID, but we were keeping it because we had family and friends say that live in Florida that say, I always want to be part of it. Now I can be. So uh, we've, in, we've kept that and it hasn't been a high percentage of our participants. We have quite a few people that just registered virtually, which means you can run once you sign up anytime, uh, anywhere. You don't have to be on site in just on Thanksgiving morning. And they still get the, you know, uh, their shirt if they registered in time that gets sent to them. And uh, just, you can still be part of it or say you were part of it. Um, you know. So where do uh, participants go to find out uh, race results, uh, see pictures? So yeah, we have a really great company, um, Appalachian Timing Company, which is out of West Virginia. Um, and he will have it on his website. As long as I can get Wi-Fi, I can get it on our website. Um, but it will definitely be on Appalachian Timing's website. And usually face, um, Thanksgiving afternoon, I can at least get the link on the Facebook page and people can click there. But he, he has really great pictures of before the race, at the start line, at the finish line, and um, the race results. So it'll be quickly on our Facebook page. And then after that, it will be on our homepage. And on top of that, I would say both courses we have on the rail trail and the main road, they have been USA track and field certif certified. And so for runners that are wondering, well, is this legit? Yeah, it is. It's been certified by, like, again, by that certification board. And the company, and it's a professional company that it, this race is chip time. So you can confidently say, this is my time. And instantaneously, he has the results yeah. up. But with us, you know, just being right there and getting to putting it onto, linking it to our website and Facebook. So that information is there for, because and it's really cool. It shows you what your average pace was per mile, what you placed per your age and overall. You so can put your bib number in yeah. and then your bit, your pictures will show up. Oh yeah. Yeah. The pictures. That's are not done like, you know, within the day, but he does do that yeah. for people who want to see, you know, pictures of them crossing the finish line. Which clearly means that this is not just for Shinson or just Harrison County. You've got people coming in from all over to run this race. Yeah, we've had people from California. We've had, um, we have a virtual runner that was a classmate of Marie's um, from Colorado for, at Wesleyan. So that was kind of cool. She oh, yeah. was with us last year because last year we were only virtual. And she said, you know, this was really cool to be a part of. And so um, we do, we have people coming from all over the country um, that come home for Thanksgiving and are a part of the race. Which is great. Um, and I know with, you guys are a huge, this organization, this event is a big partner with Healthy Harrison and Shinston being one of the winners, the top winners for the, the contest that we had. So we love partnering with you and we love having more events like this. Yeah. And we also have a friendly competition called the Turkey Cup that we, um, that we, uh, team people, it's, there's no cost to them. They just, when they register, they register as a team. Um, we have Bridgeport cross country. Lincoln has a cross country. There's a team called um, um, the team Jackson of, five, but they consist of six people. So yeah. I want to meet these people. <laughs> um, the squirrel people. gushers, teenage, teenage mutant ninja Tur 
you know, just regular, their family's names. Other people get very clever with naming themselves. So we give out prizes um, for teams. And then we also give the Turkey Cup, which is a tro large trophy. Like, you know, I, you can see my- A beautiful gold turkey on top, which yeah. you definitely want on your mantle. So if you're thinking about <laughs> winning this, it's-, it's And so that's the, the team that is the biggest team. And so there's some friendly competition going on with that. So um, we just like to have a good time and- and real quick, and honestly joking about the trophy, it's one of those trophies that it gets, it's like the Stanley Cup, however they do it, you pass it around. So there's a nameplate. And so uh, we're going on like the ninth or 10th year of this. And Bridgeport Cross Country has dominated like the last seven years. So their name is on it. But they've got some heat this year coming. Yeah, it, it's a pretty, it's, and we usually end up with about 30 different teams. And so the Turkey Cup goes to the largest team. On it, and, and they win uh, the Turkey Cup along with, um, bragging rights obviously their name gets put on the trophy for that year but they get lots and lots of gift cards at dunkin donuts and starbucks so there's all there's that incentive but um and then like i said like stacia said we have some pretty cool prizes also given just because that team part really helps the grace grow and we ask people go recruit people get in your team because it's worth winning your office you know yeah any office yeah and um, people you work with your so friends, we have family. some pretty cool gift baskets ready to give out to creative team names uh unique one one year we had a team that just had one guy on it so that really <laughs> was intriguing so we gave him a prize so um, yeah that's that's my favorite part of the race is just seeing how these teams grow the names they come up with who they are i mean sometimes we want to meet who are these people with this name on their team so well, we want to thank you both. Great information. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to add if we missed anything but it's the turkey trot is held uh, Thanksgiving morning. And what time does it start? It starts at, so we close traffic. Um, if you're coming on route 19 at approximately 845, the gobble wobble is at 850. It, it starts kind of behind the, behind the race. The 5k starts sort of right at Rite Aid at the trailhead, if you're familiar with Shinston. So sort of behind the pack of people is the gobble wobble. And then at nine o'clock, we start um, the turkey Trot. But you can come there that morning, that whole hub of activity. We'll be there early. So around seven o'clock, people start coming, signing up, just hanging out and just getting ready for the race and picking up race packets or signing up that day. And that so. is across the street from East of Chicago Pizza and Vincent Lumber in the United Central Supplies uh, parking area. But and all that's on our website. You can find that on the That's great. What's your Facebook page? Um, Shinston's Annual Turkey Trot. Okay. Perfect. Well, yep. thank you both. We're talking with Station Jason Talkington um, for the Shinston Turkey Trot. And we want to thank everybody today for joining us for the Healthy Harrison podcast. It is our goal to change your state of mind and ultimately change the state health of health here in West Virginia. If you want more help right now, you can visit thehealthyharrison.org or visit the Healthy Harrison Facebook page and give us a like. You'll find lots of support and you can stream past episodes of our podcast on the Facebook page. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsors. WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, Western University, The State Journal, WVUNews.com, and Interaction Media. On behalf of Healthy Harrison, Brock and I want to thank you all for joining us today. Next week, we'll be talking with WVU Match Team, and it's going to be Gary and Brock back. So thank you again, Stacia and Jason Talkington, and I hope thank everybody you. comes out to the, the, um, the turkey trot. Is it going to be uh, live stream? 
Can anyone watch it if they can't? Um, no, we. It's a good idea. Yeah, that is a good idea. No, not not right now, but that is that we'll put that on our back burner. We did have someone coming with the drone team and making us some cool video that you can see um, from our website if you want to check that out from 2019. That's great. Um, was that Rogan Radio? Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We tried to get him come out of retirement, but he he. Uh, I might nudge a little bit there too. That'd be great because. <laughs> It's always nice to watch. It's going to be fresh air. It's going to be a um, great event, a great fundraiser, prizes, uh, donations, everything. So thank you both. Yeah, thank, thank you, you Amy. Thank you, Brock.